0: Roxy, Roxy. Ah, uh, good afternoon, Dumb Dumb. How are Look you? Look at your hair. What oh. are you doing? You doing a J Lo thing? Um, I'm doing JLo, lo
1: yeah. and I had so much hair grease in my hair this morning that it just naturally went up in a bun.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about JLo lo at the, what's going on right now in Venice?
1: Ooh, she is like serving up some serious style. How about that cape? She is. Cape she situation, is. right? She is.
0: I, mean... I don't know if she ever gets older. Mm. Like, I don't really no. understand it. Like, what trickery is going on or what surgery is going no, on? No. Like, h- how do you no. look that good at your fifties. I mean, is it genetics or is there a little something, something going on there?
1: Inquiring minds want to know because (laughs) it's like time doesn't even move with her. Like it doesn't even, she looks the same as she did when she was 25. Like she does not change. And I guess it helps that she does travel with like a battery of like, you know, hair and makeup people, stylists, probably a chef, like a whole bit, but there must be a little something going on that we don't know about.
0: here's the thing when you when they show pictures of her just like a fan taking a picture Mm -hmm. she does look a little different so there is a lot of filtering going on I still think and a lot of photoshop and what do you feel about that subject like I posted on my social media on my stories last night they showed all these models like looking beautiful in their campaigns and then they took the the filters off and they took the um, photoshop off them and they just looked Like, obviously they're very beautiful girls, but their Mm -hmm. skin looked regular. Like they had spots, they had, some had wrinkles, some had sagging areas, some had discoloration. And it was so interesting to see that because it is just so not out there in the world when it comes to beauty, fashion, even on social media. Like you don't see people's real skin tones, So we're Mm -hmm. kind of tricked into believe that it's not really it's not really there, you know, like that's what people look like.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, it would be really refreshing and really nice to kind of see what people look like. And I actually did. You're right. I did see that um, post with the, because it was almost like it was so dramatic between like Mm -hmm. the filtered picture and then like the actual real picture, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. real life. Now, here's the question though, from a marketing perspective, like let's say you're the brand. When you post the two pictures side by side, which picture do you think sells the product?
0: Definitely the filtered one.
1: Right?
0: Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And that's also the question about like, you know, designers have come out and said like, when you have people on the runway, Mm -hmm. you have models on their runway, clothes, like they want clothes to look a certain way because it sells more. Now that is more of a, that's what they said, not what I said, Mm -hmm. but it's a bigger conversation about, what do we find beautiful? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like I, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. I want to buy the makeup on the filtered person's face mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my goodness, I want to look like that. So why do we feel that way? And 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 what do I need to do personally to not mm-hmm. be like, oh, I want to look better. And so I'm gonna buy a product because I'm buying it from something that isn't even real in the first place.
1: Yeah. It's hard to have realistic expectations when you're not shown realistic expectations, you know, it's like sometimes, you know, I, I guess like last week I went out and like got some skincare items and got like some of the things I've been reading about, you know? And I'm like Mm -hmm. thinking to myself, even though I saw the ad with this and like, you know, all the marketing, I'm like, my skin is probably not going to look like that. Um, it just won't, which is a bummer because obviously I want it to, you know, but like, but it's like, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's in a way it's kind of business, right? But here's what I think is interesting um, with beauty. I agree with you. I like to see the more like what, like the ideal sort of skin would look like Mm -hmm. or makeup look or what have you. Mm -hmm. But with fashion, I actually think that fashion could sell, um, like more if they do show it on a wide range of body types. Cause I think like we, most of us, you know, not 90% or more of people do not have like the model figure, you know, almost uh, close to a hundred percent. And so I think like if they really did even on the runway put clothes on you know women of all shapes sizes heights like all that stuff I think it actually because it's so hard to buy things with fashion especially online because you're like okay it looks good on her like the model but what is it going to look like me when I get when it arrives to my house and I try it on you know it's so I think it's like almost helpful for fashion to like go more of the that route right. you know where they're showing but you But I still
0: thing. think no matter how, look, I'm trying to change. I'm trying to have more body positivity. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to accept the things, mm-hmm. but I still have this. And I'm sure a lot of women who listen to this show feel the same way. I still have this ideal body, right? In my mind, my ideal weight, my ideal body. And I don't know why, mm-hmm. and I've been that ideal weight and I wasn't necessarily happier. And I still want it even more. Like you get right. to a certain rung and you're like, okay, what's the next rung, but. I buy clothes based on what I think my ideal body or ideal weight could be. Mm-hmm. So I'm not buying, I'm buying the aspiration. Right. I'm, I'm buying the inspiration like of what it could look like, not of mm-hmm. where I am today. And I don't know if other women do that too, but I do. I definitely buy something that I could see myself in Hopefully. And I'm always like, it's, 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 if I exercise this week, then maybe I'll be able to fit into this. And so it's just not a healthy way to be. Cause I agree with you. Like if I mm-hmm. saw clothes on something of my body type, after mm-hmm. I've had kids, I, I, I should buy those types of clothes rather mm-hmm. than the, the aspirational clothes that I probably would never look good in.
1: Yeah, no, you're right. We always do that though. Cause it's, it's almost like motivation too. Cause if you say to yourself, right. I'm going to buy that, you know, shirt or dress or whatever it is like that will look good on me if I lose X amount of weight or X amount of pounds, or mm-hmm. if I, you know, go down this many sizes or what have you, it's like almost, we're trying to set like a goal for ourselves, but it's like yeah. kind of an unrealistic goal because we really should be dressing our bodies for now and like feeling good in yeah. our clothes now, you know,
0: but it's hard. I know. I, it's, it's, I str- I really wrestle with it. I struggle mm. with it. I'm, I just got a um, gig on a TV show and I Yay! have to show skin. Yay! Yay! I'm not going to tell you what it is, but you know, Roxy. <laughs> I do. Um, I do. And I have to show a little bit of skin and it's mm. like, you know, it's making me freak out because they they didn't say Mm -hmm. it can't be your own skin but i'm obviously thinking well the skin that they want to see has to look like this so i'm like oh my goodness i'm gonna have to go to pilates three times a week and i'm gonna have to you know cut down on carbohydrates and sugar and all these things which i have to be careful of because you know i've had a history of eating disorders so i have to be really careful but Mm -hmm. i'm also in a business that your character is looks a certain way so like if my character was overweight i'd gain what i'd have to gain weight if my character was a sick drug addict then i'd have to lose weight so mm-hmm. it's it's like that fine line of like am i losing weight from me because i want to feel comfortable in front of the camera or am i losing weight because that's what the character calls for
1: isn't that tricky you know mm-hmm. because it's like you can say to yourself like, oh, I'm doing it, you know, for the character or whatever right. for the job, but then it can play a trick on your mind. Yeah. And I'm saying this for anybody. Like it can, you know what I mean? Like it can play a trick on your mind then it can be like actually the other thing. And, um, I mean, personally, I don't think you have anything to worry about. I think you have a beautiful body. You don't have to.
0: It's the post baby stuff. Like it's the post baby stuff that gets to me
1: mm-hmm.
0: because it wasn't. It wasn't like a cho- like obviously my kids are a choice, but it wasn't a mm-hmm. choice for my body to uh, react the way it did in certain ways. Like I. I see people who've had kids and their stomachs, you know, I have a huge uh, split down, like in my two abs, my, Mm -hmm. the rectus diastasis or whatever it's called. I don't know if I pronounce that correctly. Um, that I can't close. It's probably going to have to take surgery. I've got hernia, like all these things that like, I'm going to have to fix ultimately.
1: Well, with motherhood, you can't, I mean, you can't, you don't have a choice, you know? Right. Cause it is what like, whatever your body does, it does, there's no way to really predict it. And can I tell you something like that was actually one of the big reasons why I never really, you know, why we put off having kids for so long or I put off having kids for so long was because of what I thought could possibly do to my body. You know, like thinking, oh my God, do I want to do this? Like, you know, not only does delivery and sound not fun and you know. And we
0: didn't even have vaginal births, which is again, I think C-sections are just as difficult, yeah. but you know, I know a lot of women who say, they DM me all the time and they're like, you know, my pelvic floor is just ruined. Like I pee myself all the time. See, we've mm-hmm. never had to experience that. So we don't, I, I don't even understand that whole mm-hmm. world where like you jump up and you pee. Like that must be, it's soul crushing in a way to be like sitting at a restaurant and like peeing your pants or not being able to go on a, a trampoline with your kid. Like there's so many things that birth does to your body. Um, but yet I just, this is what I was thinking. I'm doing this positivity week thing. And I was like, you know, yeah, your kids and your body definitely get beaten up, Mm -hmm. but you also gain so much, right. You gain so much wisdom and joy and love. And, you know, you just don't really get to have it all. I mean, Maybe some people do, but I don't. Mm. I haven't met one yet. <laughs> they do with a good plastic surgeon. <laughs> exactly, Jella, Jello, Jello. I don't know. I don't know if she's had plastic surgery, but I'm not ruling it out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe it's that. Maybe it's that good
0: yum yum she's getting from Ben Affleck too. Who knows? I have a question about that mm-hmm. for you. Okay. It is so against his character to be doing all the things that he's doing right now. Like he's such a private person. Mm-hmm. Don't you believe? Like he's such a don't do this in front of the, pre- like, don't, like, I, my private, my private life is private. Don't, you know, take pictures of my kids. Like, you don't need to know much about me. And now mm-hmm. he's like parading, like being overly sexy. It just seems out of character for him.
1: It's kind of like what he did the first time they dated. Remember they yeah, did that? But why? Like together. why? So I f- feel like it's that sort of thing that happens like when, and, and I feel like it's like could happen like to anybody and but obviously there's just like a huger you know crazier public scale but I feel like a lot of times when people start dating people they lose themselves a little bit in that person you know and then they forget like oh what what is really important to me or who am I really like they basically kind of lose their identity a little bit Mm -hmm. and she's like an alpha you know what I mean like she's a strong woman right so like and she loves that kind of stuff she loves being you know, in the spotlight and like, you know, having her picture taken and you know, looking great and like going to all the parties and all that stuff. So I think for her, she probably I mean, it's probably she influences him, you know, a little bit with right. like what they do and where they go and like how, you know, with the paparazzi and the pictures and stuff like that. But I mean, you know, it seems like he's very into her. Uh, you know, but yeah, I, think- I
0: don't doubt that. I just think it's it's so. Had a character yeah yeah it's definitely- like it's like the only relationship and what do i know because like you know like you don't know what happens behind closed doors but it feels like it's the only relationship he's had in in public mm-hmm. that has been like this every yeah. other relationship is pretty quiet like it's on the down low like it's you know get mm-hmm. out of my face don't like don't take pictures don't get the paparazzi involved and now it's like almost setting up shots, you know, mm-hmm. recreating pap- like almost like inviting the, the world and the paparazzi and all of us into their private life.
1: Yeah. And I mean, think about also his past relationships, like Jennifer Garner is probably like pretty much the polar opposite of Jennifer Lopez. And, mm-hmm. you know, to kind of go from like, you know, one type of person to the next is really also interesting. I mean, we'll see, do you think it'll last?
0: Oh gosh, I think I'm going to lose people when I say this. Um, I don't. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why I say that. Maybe because I think long-term relationships are really built on a really strong foundation and I don't know them at all. Yeah. But I think we get caught up in what could be and I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. What do you think? Do you think it's going to last? be honest i'm like hmm. <laughs> <laughs> be um, honest don't you give me some bullshit answer right bullshit. now okay here's my thought Don't give me this. some bullshit answer i'm not a big fan of when
1: you break up with somebody and then get back together get back them. together i don't think i think there's a reason why you break up right do you know what i mean and so yeah like, they've already been through this once. And it kind of, there's like a lot of, it looks like, I mean, from the outside, it looks like there's a lot of similarities between, you know, the, first the, way, time. They did, yes, mm-hmm. the way they did it in the last time. And then, you know, it's kind of like, I guess there were like pictures of him looking at engagement rings already and all this stuff. I just think It's,
0: mm, it's I, almost like you're addicted to, like the, you're addicted to love. Yeah. And we all know that. We all know people who are addicted to love. I have a friend who literally has been engaged 7 times. <gasps> wow. And I don't know what to say cuz I love her so much, but right. it's like you're addicted to the feeling and addicted to, you know, the dopamine rush and the dopamine hit and then the reality kind of kicks in. And a lot of actors are, you know, mm-hmm. when I was got my brain scanned with Dr. Aman, like you know he said that trauma definitely mm-hmm. comes from fame because you get all these dopamine like dumps all these dopamine dumps and mm-hmm. so you're addicted for that next dopamine uh you know dump and that's why a lot of celebrities go to drugs and alcohol mm-hmm. and gambling and sex addiction and all those things because they're searching for that dopamine that fame gives you mm-hmm. um and your brain goes into a sense of trauma from early fame, from when you're in your 20s or even, or like the the earlier you get famous, the worse it is. But like, even if you're famous in your 20s, it really does affect you. And so you're looking for that dopamine hit. And, you know, maybe these people who are like addicted to love is like Mm -hmm. that, you know, when's the next high, if it's not going to be drugs or alcohol or gambling, when's that next hit? That's so interesting. That
1: makes sense though, because- If you've had so many marriages, especially Mm -hmm. you go through the whole, you know, process and like the wedding and the whole bit, and then it ends up and I know some marriages just end up in divorce, but if it's like something kind of serial, that -hmm. would kind of is an interesting explanation for it. I could see where that would be, you know, like where once the newness wears off, then it's like time to move to the to the next.
0: And marriage is hard. Like I think that, you know, in the beginning of marriage. I mean, I'm pretty, I'm pretty lucky. I would say that it's not hard to love my husband, but Mm -hmm. it's hard to communicate sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, especially when you have your own, when I have my own trauma and my own, you know, triggers and my own, you know, environmental, like the way I was raised and, you know, Mm -hmm. it's hard. Like when you start to bring kids into it, Mm -hmm. And you have to really learn that deep communication. And it's so much easier to just like brush it under the table and blame and, you know, yell, but like, it just doesn't get you anywhere. And that's when I think relationships are hard. Relationships are hard when you have to sit and look at yourself in the mirror and go, Mm -hmm. oh, I have to fix all my trauma and Mm -hmm. my partner has to fix all his trauma and then we can come together and have a conversation because it's really it's really hard to like bleed all over each other you know mm-hmm. like what's that saying that like be careful be careful of the person who didn't cut you to bleed all over them something like that mm. you know mm. yeah yeah you're right if it's, you don't fix the thing that cut you you'll yeah. bleed all over the person that didn't hurt you or something like that
1: well i think too we're lucky to have husbands that you know go to you know have gone to therapy like are open to it are open to like Mm. you know working on themselves but a lot of people out there have partners that aren't and you know I was actually talking to my therapist about this yesterday I think and he you know he was just saying like nobody can you can't look to the other person to like fix the problem you first have to fix you know whatever even if that other person like doesn't want to do anything about it and that Mm -hmm. might be a bridge that you cross at some point, like down the road, like if you decide that it's not working or what have you, but Mm -hmm. he's like, no matter what, like always start with yourself, like always fix, you know, fix what you need to fix going on inside of you, because it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. if that person fixes themselves or not, because if you're not fixed, it doesn't, it's still going to be broken, you know? Yeah.
0: So I think acceptance too. It's like, you can't you expect other people to change Mm -hmm. and a lot of the times they don't. And so it frustrates you and it throws you off. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, it's like you, you can't expect someone to be molded into the vision Mm -hmm. of what you want in your life. You know, Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. sure. There's some non-negotiables for me and that's obviously, you know, I don't want to be with someone who's violent. I don't want to be with someone who's violent with my kids. I don't want to be someone who is a name caller. I don't want to be with mm-hmm. someone who doesn't have the same foundation when it comes to my belief systems mm-hmm. and how I want to raise my kids. So there's like non negotiables, but all the other stuff is like these, you know, fine tuning of like a human being that we can't fix for them. Like we no, can't fine tune no. someone, they have to fine tune themselves. Yeah. You know, and so it's acceptance. Like there are things in my relationship that annoy me but are never going to change. So it's like, mm-hmm. also pick your battles.
1: Yes, right. So like, just, are you fighting, yeah. why
0: are you fighting over the fact? I mean, what, what, let me figure out an example, like what annoyed me. Um. Okay. Today, what annoyed me today, we have to ship stuff from the U S to Australia. And I just wanted my husband to ask the postal place, if they could tell me what it was like, if we shipped it this way or that way. And he said, mm-hmm. well, they don't do that you know? And I said, well, can you ask him, (laughs) you know? And he's like, well, they just don't do that. And I'm like, that started to get me so angry and so frustrated because Mm -hmm. I felt like I couldn't control it. And my, one of my biggest issues is lack of control, but you just got to pick your battles and Mm -hmm. you got to realize that like, sometimes like, okay, if, if he's not going to get the answer, then I need to pick up the phone and get the answer myself. Stop leaving it up to someone else.
1: Mm -hmm. Yes. It's interesting. You know, I was Another thing I was talking to you about my therapist is like, finally, he just said to me, people don't change. Like, he's like, bottom line is people don't change. Like, so you either accept them for who they are, you know, and deal with it and like move on or you don't, you know, and he goes, and that goes for you too. Like, you know. He's like, you're not going to change. You can't expect other people to change. I mean, yeah. other little things, fine. But like, not like, you know, they're going to change their entire funda- being.
0: Yeah, you're funda- fundamentally who you are is not going to change. Yep. But I do believe in growth. And I do yep. Yep. in the things that, like, there's some... Th- things within myself that I need to change um and be better at but I think fundamentally who you are as a person is pretty much once you get to a certain age is pretty much set in stone (laughs) (laughs) like if your husband falls asleep watching a movie every night like it's not like one day he's gonna be a night owl. like it's just never gonna like there's that's that's who he is so you just accept if he's a if he's a meat eater or he's a vegan or he likes to eat sugar I mean sure he can try to better himself if you want him to but that's just who he is yeah you know and he can try but you can't, you can't make it happen.
1: Yes. And I've like, I've learned through this whole therapy process that like, I'm happier when I don't try to control it. You know what I mean? Yeah. When I say, okay, it's going to be what it's going to be, you know? And it's like, he's going to do what he's going to do. You know, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And obviously like you're saying like work for better and like try to improve, but like Mm -hmm. the more I like let go of like, you know, just trying to, control everything, the better I felt Mm -hmm. and the happier. And you know what? I didn't, nothing bad happened. Like it was, you know, I think too, the fear was there. It was like, Oh God, if I don't control this, then like this will happen. And then it's going to be all fucked up and, and, you know, the head starts going and whatever, but it was okay. It was fine. You know,
0: it really is a lesson in acceptance. My biggest issue is control and lack thereof. And that just Mm. comes, you know, when I had an eating disorder, that's Mm -hmm. about control. When I have a fear of flying, that's about control. Mm -hmm. When I get frustrated with my kids, it's because I can't control them or my husband. It's like, because, you know, Glennon Doyle said, lack of control is a deep distrust in the universe. Mm. And so if I don't trust the universe, then I feel like I need to fix it or control it. And then I'll be safe. It all Mm -hmm. comes down to like deep distrust and safety, but you, you can't like, we're not bigger than the universe. We're not bigger mm-hmm. than God. We're not bigger yeah. than what's going to happen tomorrow. So, you know, we're, we're small in, in the scheme of all of it. And, um, and, you know, if your boss is going to fire you, your boss is going to fire you, like, yeah. you know, so or if you're going to get like, it's just, it's like you sure. You can maybe try to beg, Um, you know, but most of the time the writing's on the wall, What whatever is going to happen tomorrow. And then you're just, part of what's happening, you know? Yeah.
1: yeah I so, think it's interesting too, when people also like in relationships, when like they try to, they, they think in their head, oh, my partner's going to cheat on me or whatever. So I better stop them, whatever I need to do to stop them. So I'm not going to let them go here, there, wherever, hang right. out with this person, right. what have you, but it's like the same kind of argument, right? It's like, if they're going to do it, they're, they're going to do, do it. it.
0: Like, yeah, it, you, it doesn't Mm-hmm. It's interesting you say that because I, I'm such a jealous person and mm-hmm. I'm getting better at it, but my husband is not. He is almost too far the other side to the point where mm-hmm. like, you know, I had a kissing scene in this movie I just finished and, you know, we were discussing, you know, mm-hmm. what type of kiss it should be, if it should be like an open mouth kiss or whatever. And I'm like trying to discuss with my husband. I'm like, you know, I just want you to feel comfortable. The director's wanting us to go one way, but I don't know how comfortable I feel, mm-hmm and he's like just do whatever you feel is right. And I was like, "Oh my god. Like for me, I'd be like, you <laughs> cannot open your mouth. You can't touch her here. You can't touch the side boob, whatever it is, you know. But he was like, "Whatever." He's like, "I know it's uncomfortable. I know it's awkward because it really is. It's not sexy at all." Um and he's like, he's like, "Look, if you if you want to kiss someone and feel something for someone else and leave me, there's nothing I can do about it." Mhm and yeah. he's right yeah. he's not and and but by giving me that freedom i always come back like i never feel trapped i never i'm sure he probably feels way more suffocated than i do like i'm pretty much free to do whatever i want so I hope
1: you ran with it and went to Taco Bell <laughs> with
0: it and got that So I got kiss. naked <laughs> and I even though the scene didn't call for it, I took my clothes off. There you go. They're like, Tammy, can you please put your clothes off? I'm like, my husband said it's fine. Okay, it's fine. You're like, and um, I am going
1: to do the open
0: mouth kiss. Yeah, I'm going to do every kiss I can. No, I didn't. I was a good, but, but it was interesting because I was like given so much freedom. But I do, it's weird. I I agree with what he's doing Mm. because he feels so safe and comfortable with himself. But I also think you can push people into like, I think there should be boundaries though, too. Like, I think Mm -hmm. like, for example, if I had a co-star and I was hanging out with my co-star every day, I think there should be boundaries. I think there needs to be, you know, you need to be careful because I think you can fall like in that kind of situation for people and you don't want to do that. So there should be boundaries I think in a relationship as well. What should be,
1: oh, you mean like specifically with actors or just
0: in general? Well, just for my lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, if I'm doing all these romantic scenes, I don't think I should hang out with my co-star in my trailer every day. And that's exactly
1: what happens a lot of the time,
0: isn't it? Yeah, there should be boundaries. I should be like, no, you can't come into my trailer. Like, you know, that's just, that's just what you do. You You don't push it past a certain line.
1: Do you think that that's what happened with the two people from Sex Life? Like- from that show? Do you think- Look, I don't know. I I
0: do think there has to be cracks in the marriage, I I I don't, I don't, how do I put it? I think if your foundation of your marriage is really strong, it's Mm -hmm. way harder to fall in love with someone else. I think it's possible, Mm -hmm. but it's not as probable. I think if there's cracks in the marriage, I think if there's already distance, I think distance is a big one, especially like for actors who like Mm -hmm. you sometimes don't see your partner for months. I think Mm -hmm. that, you know, you're not around them so you can start, you know, developing feelings for other people. Um, but I think the sex life thing, and again, I could be wrong is they aren't having sex, but it's the closest thing to it. So if there's any spark in any direction, it's Mm -hmm. going to develop when you're in those types of situations. Whereas if it was like just a scene where you're playing two cops, you know, (laughs) like it's just less likely, but when you're touching someone's breast and kissing their nipples, and I mean, it's it's confusing for the brain, especially right. if there's a, a spark and a crack in a marriage.
1: But isn't it, it's not when you're in that setting, it doesn't, it's not sexy, right? Like, it's not like, cause you have all those people around and like, you know what I mean, cameramen. It's not
0: sexy unless you have crushes on each other. And then mm. it doesn't like, obviously it's still not sexy. It's like what well, people watching you, right. but the, the connection can be sexy if you, have sparks. Right. Um, you know, before I met Sean, I had many sparks with many people and that's why there's so many relationships with people who are co-stars because Mm -hmm. you have a spark and then you actually get to kiss them. Even if that might not have happened in your real Mm -hmm. life, now you've kissed each other. And so if there was something like a little underlying, it's very, it's easier for that to like you for you to pursue that you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but i dated a few co-stars for sure and it's also mm-hmm. what's kind of cool about it <laughs> if if i was single <laughs> is that you kind of test it like yeah. have you ever do you remember like you're on a date and you've kissed someone this is like mm-hmm. so long for us like 15 years ago <laughs> but you're on a date and you kiss someone and you're like oh man like that person's not a good kisser at least yeah. when you're an actor you go oh i know they're not a good kisser so i'm not going to pursue that and it doesn't have to get weird <laughs> yeah they don't even have you don't even have to go on a date cuz you already know no you don't have to go on a date to, yeah. and sometimes and you'll love this sometimes mm-hmm. the hottest guys are the worst kissers like do you think Brad Pitt would be a bad kisser no i think he's probably a good lover right i do i just i just feel like he is but mm-hmm. but I, but i've got i've kissed some very attractive guys on set mm-hmm. and i'm like shocked oh <gasps> Okay, rate them. One to ten. <laughs> <laughs> and then the ones that you think, oh, that person is not going to be, you're like, holy crap.
1: <laughs> what do they say? It's not the size of the boat, but the motion of the ocean. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or like where you place your mouth. Like sometimes yeah. I'm like, what? you know, my lips aren't there. <laughs> like they're not under my nose. Like, you know that that is not. And then I always think, because do you believe that if you're a bad kiss, you're bad in bed?
1: Um... I'm trying to think of the connections. I'm like trying to rewind back like almost 20 years now and be like, (laughs) I remember Um, all
0: of mine. Do you remember you do? I like, I could literally say, okay, he was, he was bad. He was good. He was a good kisser. I could, I could tell you all of it probably. I think there's
1: definite. Yeah. You know what? I think there is a correlation between, because it kind of goes with the whole package. It's like, the time yeah. and the
0: technique invested, and like the effort. And also, how can you get turned on if they're kissing you badly? Yeah. Like, you're kind of like, please. The whole don't. time you're like, ew. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> um,
1: it's okay. You can just stop now. Go.
0: <laughs> it's true. Oh. I also think it's so interesting. Like, that uh-huh. some guys can be so good, mm-hmm. and others can be just so not. Like, I feel like the woman should have said something. Uh (laughs) like
1: they should have picked up tips along the way
0: right yeah you should have been like "Uh -uh." (laughs) (laughs) uh-uh but some
1: guys do not want to hear their critiques because I yes when I think back now I'm thinking about like a like some people and like
0: I remember this one you're out of your 960 (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) I'm like 832 uh oh my god do you know your number do you know your number
1: I don't think I do foxy you yeah
0: you know your exact number exact like how though because my number is the same as sean's number because he was married for 10 years before me because we're 10 years different so he was married for 10 years before me so the two of us have only had i was only sexually active for four years before i met sean Okay, for four years. And then I was with Sean and then that was it. So well, I've been you told me have been- you did a lot of damage in those four years. I did not.
1: <laughs> you said every
0: Jonathan in LA. <laughs> oh my goodness. I said every J name. I didn't say Jonathan, but every J name. Yes, there was a few J's in there, but um, but who doesn't know their number? Everyone knows their number. They
1: don't know my number. Like, honestly, I, I should really sit, put down pen to paper and be like, yeah. okay, let's like put the number. I mean, I guess I have like a rough guess, but okay. I don't know the exact number.
0: Mine's pretty low. And again, because it's only four years.
1: Right, but what what is low? Isn't that relative? <laughs>
0: low meaning like I remember all their names, Roxy. <laughs> Jonathan James, Jake, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's not that many and then there's a few that like you're like oh that doesn't count yeah <laughs> like oh, no. no that's not that doesn't count like that's not fair you don't want to add that one that seems like an accident yeah just the tip does not count I mean oh, my game. God. we can't even like we shouldn't even pro- like half the people are gonna be like we can't believe they're talking about this although <laughs> we've, if they're if they're listening at this point we feel like they're pretty much <laughs> pretty invested much heard it all yeah. pretty much invested
1: yeah yeah just yeah just the tip i feel like does not count for so numbers. You You're not no, i'm not number. adding it in <laughs>
0: <laughs> doesn't <laughs> matter you can't remember their names or your number anyway <laughs> so it's fine it's all good <laughs> <laughs> oh i and is david is david high oh. up there no because he's been with you how long have you been together 15 years yeah, we were married, okay,
1: 2005. So we celebrated, okay, 16 years married this year, but we met two years before that. So 16, 17, okay. So together, God, 18 years, um, but he, you have to remember he lived in New York for like all his pretty much single years. Like, so yeah. you can do a lot of damage
0: in New York City. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're putting up <laughs> yeah. and I'm yeah. slamming it down. <laughs> I guess my advice like what would my advice be to myself like if I uh, my advice to my younger sexually active Mm -hmm. self would be like I feel like there's a couple of incidences where I felt forced into like they didn't force me it wasn't like a you must do this Mm -hmm. but I felt sometimes I was I was in awkward situations that I felt like I had to do I had to be sexual in some way, not like Mm. full-blown sex, but I had to be sexual in some way because I felt like, you know, we're here and like, I don't want to make them angry or affect Like, and that's kind of a bigger conversation about women in sexual situations Mm. where, you know, again, I never felt like I was in danger, but I did a couple of times feel like this is kind of what I had to do because like, I didn't know what else to do. I didn't know I could just say, hey, I'm just not really into this right now. I'm leaving. Do
1: you think that that's because of the time when it happened as like then, as opposed to 2021? Or do you think it's like age too? I think it's like, maybe, but like- it's
0: an, yeah, maybe it's age, but it's also, right? I think it's like programmed into women to yeah. be, and this is not, I'm not even meaning this sexually, but like pleasers, right? Just make right. sure we keep everything copacetic, not make a noise, not say anything, don't offend anyone, you know. that. yeah, I felt like there was a few times where I would have just have preferred to have said, hey, not today, not tonight. I don't know you that well. Like I've been on like dates with you, but, and uh, yeah, and that does, it also comes with age. Like, again, I hope nothing ever happens to my marriage, but if I was back in the mar- on the market, I would be able to. I probably wouldn't say no because I'd be like, "It's all I'm gonna get. <laughs> you I'll get what it. you get, and you don't get upset."
1: <laughs> I will not be sending this one back. <laughs> yeah, I'll be like,
0: "Well, it's been a year, so so maybe maybe my options would be a little less." Um, but if I was in a situation, I guess, and I didn't want to be there, I'd just say, "No, no, yeah." Especially- I didn't. I didn't as much back then.
1: Yeah. I think you're right too. I think it was like maybe too like a newer, especially when you're kind of growing into your like sexual, like age and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. It's like a newer experience and you're kind of trying to figure it out and you're like, what are we doing? What am I doing? And there is that pressure. Sometimes I totally get that. Like,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. especially when you're younger, like that, you feel like, I don't even know if it's like, yeah. You're definitely trying to, you know, the, the pleasing aspect comes in. Mm-hmm. It's almost like you feel like you owe it to them. Like if you went on a date, right. like, you know, like right. you a dinner and you're like, well, I guess this is what's supposed to happen next. I
0: guess you know? they paid for my edamame. <laughs> <laughs> my miso soup. And, and my, my edamame and my, what is, what did we always used to get when you're young? You get, um, edamame and like, uh, the, the fish, the sashimi, cause you don't want to gain weight. <laughs> Sashimi, edamame, miso soup, and a martini. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. The like, now I got to get naked.
0: Now I got to get naked.
1: <laughs> oh my God. Well, speaking of that, oh, yeah, yeah. Have you heard about what's going on in my home state of Texas? Not good. As of <laughs> today, the Texas Supreme Court has decided that abortions past six weeks are banned. For the most part. interesting and that includes cases of incest rape and um, you know, traumatic. What about like if that.
0: they're if the child is not um going Viable. to live?
1: Yeah. I believe, I believe um that after six weeks it's sort of like a benchmark. But people can get now doctors and like abortion providers, if they do go past the six-week mark and they do perform an abortion. Anybody can sue them, like not even somebody related to the situation that they're the abortion that they're dealing with, like somebody, a private citizen from wherever can sue the doctor, sue, you know, anybody who's touching, you know, the woman in the abortion can sue like an Uber driver that took her to the abortion clinic for up to $10,000. Here's
0: the thing about abortion. This is my stand. No one wants an abortion. Right. Right. I mean, maybe. A very small percent, but it's a horrible situation for women to be in. First and foremost, mm-hmm. it doesn't stop women having abortions. Right, that's the thing. It stops them having safe abortions. Mm-hmm. So if we think that um, this whole you know movement of like don't have, don't let abortions be legal, that will stop people having abortions, it's statistically not true.
1: No, it's they not will
0: true. figure out a way to have an abortion, and it will, in some cases, kill. The woman Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so then
1: you've got to wonder too is this abortion ban you know it it unfairly impacts women in more ways than just like you know what they're trying to do it's actually going to kill women you know and which is i think
0: i think we if we're also pro-choice it's pro-choice for the because what what starts to happen it gets very murky it's like okay the woman must have the child, but then there's no support for the child once the child's right. born. And then right. what happens if there's no financial aid, there's nothing. And the girl's 15 years old, 14 years old, some sometimes even 13, right? You can get right. your period at like 11, I think. Right, right. Um, there's a bigger conversation here. Mm-hmm. You know, look, I've had two children. I can't even fathom the idea of going through that. Like, I don't like that's so hard for me to, but I also understand that people are in different situations right. and, and right. nothing is black and white. There's a lot of shades of gray.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that m- what's right for like, for, you know, me might not be right for you or might not be right for like the next person. But I think the basis of it all is just because it's not right for you doesn't mean you have the right to then take it away from everybody else you know and it's right. like people can be in different situations people can be in marriages and have abortions you know people can right right you know be older and have an abortion it's not just like a teenage thing you know so it's like right there's so
0: many different cases with abortion right you know? and then for me the biggest thing is like knowing that your child is not viable for life or that mm-hmm. they won't be able, it's just, they will not make it past the first week or, mm-hmm. and then having to carry a child, knowing that there is, there is no child, yeah. you know, that to me is just, you know, having miscarriages that I've mm-hmm. had. Right. Um, it was just really hard to go through that. I can't imagine going through that to like full term, you know, right. Right. You know, I can't imagine
1: when, um, when I was pregnant, you know, David and I, you know, first we were very surprised and, but, you know, excited and thrilled, but we did have that talk together where we said, you know, if we go in to, because they give you, you know, a series of tests where they test for like all these different, you know, chromosomal diseases, really bad diseases. And we sort of talked about that, about, you know, what would we do if we found out that our child had like a, you know, devastating disease that possibly could never recover from, or that would give mm-hmm. them like a very shortened lifespan. If, you know, it mm-hmm. came to a point where it was something like really devastating for the child, you know, or right, obviously it right. could threaten my life too, you know?
0: Right. But there's also, I mean, look it's a heated debate and I can, again, after having children, I wouldn't want anyone to terminate a pregnancy. Like I understand that too. Like I'd be like, no, don't do it, have the baby. Right. But that's not my, like, it's not my choice, you know? And and it's not my right. And again, I think I always go back to, if we think that not having the right to have abortions stops abortions, it's just not true. Right. So I think that this is starting to happen because we're thinking that it's actually gonna do something. And mm-hmm. I, people, if they want an abortion, they will go to a different state. Right. They will do it themselves. They will yeah. endanger themselves. Like it's, you know, they'll go in a back alley or, you know, there's many ways to do it. And it's just, unfortunately, it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop what's gonna happen. Right.
1: Exactly. That's the thing. And it's the going, it's a sad
0: situation. It's all a sad situation. It's all sad.
1: It's all sad. And it's going about it the wrong way. And now, um, I was reading some reports today where they said that because of what's happened, you know, so far in a few of these States that it could spread, you know, go to other States and then abortion, they said it possibly could get to a point where Roe v. Wade is basically overturned. You know, it's like, it's not effective anymore because, you know, if it, kind of, it has a trickle effect, then it goes mm-hmm. to other places. Um, but I think there's other and better ways if people really
0: would. Yeah. Like, why don't we spend money on, um, education. sex education, yes. like well, instead yes. of doing this, why don't we spend yes. a lot of money on sex education? Right. Why don't we talk about sex? Why don't we make contraceptive mm-hmm. free? Right. Um, why don't, you know, we make the pill for anyone available. Right. Why don't we, you know, cause a lot of the time it's the woman who gets pregnant and then right. she's the one who's having to figure out contraception and all those things. Right. So like, why don't we focus on that? Why don't yeah. we see if we educate younger girls or whatever about mm-hmm. sex education and give them tools and resources mm-hmm. and places to go and people to talk to and like maybe, and more help when these children are born Mm -hmm. then maybe it wouldn't be so much of an like maybe uh, maybe abortion would go down if we just helped it up front
1: yeah that's the thing like educate the boys educate the girls like have an open dialogue about sex Mm -hmm. in schools sex and in the home you know with parents and families and really teach these kids from a young age about like sexual responsibility and sexual health and like reproductive Mm -hmm. health and Doing that, I think, would be so much more effective than trying to do an abortion ban, where abortion is still going to happen anyway, you know, and it, and it sadly it will happen probably in a bad way for a lot of people, yeah, you know, uh, illegally and and unhealthily. So, I just think that like the edu- education is key, and like really an open dialogue. Like you have to be able to talk to. You know, kids about sex in the home too. not sex in the mm-hmm. home, but like
0: at <laughs> home. <laughs> you
1: know, having sex. You know. My parents are having <laughs> right. sex in the home. Right. Have talking you ever about done that, that, like, are, are you,
0: have you? I have done sex that? in the house all the time.
1: What are you talking no, about? No, when you were gro- like in your parents' home, <laughs>
0: you're like, have you ever had sex in your house? I'm like, yeah. Have day. you ever done this weird oh. thing? of sex for <laughs> your house? I don't. It, I thought about this the other day because I had uh-huh. sex and I thought, oh my goodness. Like, my parents were doing this, <laughs> like they were doing this at nighttime. Like, oh. ew. I know, and you were like just a room away. I know. <laughs> <You>
1: know? <laughs> like that's yeah. ew. Yeah, I'm actually surprised. I like never walked in on my parents
0: doing no, that. No, I never did.
1: You know, I think that would be kind of mortifying.
0: Actually, I mean, we put like, you know, six sets of drawers in yeah. front of the door. Yeah. She'd have to be Hulk to be able to like push that through. Yeah. But um, <laughs> but no you gotta you gotta you gotta yeah. when everyone's napping, you just gotta You gotta get it in there. Yeah. It's gonna be a three minute yeah. <laughs> quick We keep, said quick. to Phoenix the other day, we're like, we're having a phone call and we went out to a totally different part of the house. And uh, <laughs> then after the phone call <clears throat> yeah. we came back we came back and she's like, Oh my god, that was so fast. <laughs> Sean was like, oh, and then, longer. and then my husband was like, he, he goes, he goes, yeah, the um, the person wasn't there on the phone. <gasps> the person wasn't available. Oh my god, that's
1: hilarious. She's like, that was like thirty seconds, okay. She's
0: like, oh my god, I thought it was gonna be longer. <laughs> So I was like, we're like oh. okay okay i think it was my fault too to, to be quite fair It was just like okay we're good we're done yeah, yeah.
1: well you got it <laughs> what well, i mean especially when they're awake and at home you have to like really oh it's like a three minute ordeal yeah, there there's no long you know no geez. there's a date no, <laughs> <laughs> no like- oh my god you remember i was telling you when like um i guess the last time we did it like couple Wait, what was that yeah that was like last or a week and a half ago and we did you know, our daughter texted me.
0: You remember I texted (laughs) you. She was everyone. Roxy texts me after she has sex. (laughs) Like literally she's like, we just had sex. I'm like, yay. I didn't didn't slip on sperm again. I was like, thanks for the info. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, just thought you'd like to know. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, Great.
1: Just making some peanut butter sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. It was so funny. We walk out and we, our daughter was in the front room to begin with, but yeah. then she had migrated like during this time to like the dining room, which was like literally <laughs> across the hall. I'm like, I'm like, oh God. Oh God. So we walk out. And we're like, uh what are you doing? And she's like, oh, I've just like been sitting in this chair. And I'm like, <laughs> She's like two
0: minutes. I'm like, oh, oh. Like, and you're like that's the whole two minutes we were doing it. <laughs> you're like, oh, okay, oh, it was three minutes. So at yeah. least you didn't hear one minute of it. Exactly. <laughs> we were spared. <laughs> we were spared one minute. Oh, yeah, one minute. One minute. Of gonna. You know what? It's you gotta just. You gotta. Do I don't it. even care anymore. Like I used to care. I'm just like, yeah. What? It's just, it's like brushing your teeth. Just yeah. It's fine.
1: You know what? We should ask our audience to like send in their stories, especially the ones who have kids, if they have been yes. caught by their kids or if they've been like, had to be sneaky yes. about it,
0: you know? Yes.
1: That's a good one. We want to know. Mm-hmm. We want to know.
0: Well, rocks were almost coming up <gasps> to an hour. So that I went so fast. It. I did go so fast. I love our little solo. It's like our sex life.
1: <laughs> but much longer.
0: <laughs> well, this went a lot longer. It went yeah. 57 minutes longer. <laughs> I, I can do it. this all day. I feel like these jokes are just coming left. left. Like, just coming up just left right and center
1: yeah. there they go there they go up you down, know the best room. part
0: is you laugh at my jokes because i have an audience like if i didn't have an audience it wouldn't be so fun You'd but you like, laugh I'm see because <laughs> they're funny <laughs> one never laughs at me i'm like am i even funny i'm having this whole like existential crisis i'm like am i funny but i'm like proxy laughs it should be fine
1: check mark you're funny <laughs>
0: <laughs> like she probably laughs at everything but sure you always, always gotta have that one person who laughs at everything
1: i know because you have to have like the bright in your day you
0: know, yeah, you're the bright, you're looking hot stuff right now.
1: Oh my god, thanks, honey. Um, again, I this hair grease is doing wonders. I'm like, I, I might can just tell keep this oil in all the time. Very
0: jello, very, very jello.
1: See, like JLo, I like that. I just manifest
0: yourself in the Venice Film Festival. Oh, yes, right the there. Venice Film with Festival cape. cape. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> well, well guys, guys, thank you so freaking much for listening. Um, We've maybe had so many questions lately. So please send in any questions, or maybe we'll get some of our guests to come on the show. Maybe ask yeah. live. Yeah. Maybe. This sounds yeah. very good. Hey guys, don't, I'm like yawning. I'm like, guys, uh. <laughs> don't forget to follow us on Women on Top Official on Instagram. <gasps>
1: And women on top podcast on facebook and the women on top group on clubhouse and remember guys we need you guys to rate subscribe and yes comment i don't think people
0: understand why we programs. ask that we ask yes. that because it bumps up our podcast so people can find, find us mm-hmm. easier so yes. if you rate subscribe and comment bumps us up higher and we can the more people who listen to this, the more available we'll be able to be to like actually tour and go meet yes. some of the yes. some of some of the peeps who listen.
1: Don't you want to see us in person and hang out? Don't with you someone? want to? Don't you want to? <laughs> <laughs> Don't you have a girls' night with us? Drink some wine. Yeah. yeah. Drink one and Come talk on. about our
0: three minute sex sessions. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we know you guys are out there too doing it. having three minutes. minute sex sessions. <laughs> That's all about the threes. <laughs> it's all about the threes okay guys I gotta go and deal with my family um oh, okay but then. I am Taman Sursok. don't you forget it
1: and I am Roxy Manning put it in your speed dial <laughs> <laughs>
0: and we are when women on yeah.
1: top ah. <laughs> the